0: Welcome to Minute 4 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am your host, Darren, and with me today again are Caroline. Hi everyone. And Eric. Hello, hello. We're discussing Minute 4, which begins with Cher and Dion walking, and it finishes with Cher walking away. Mm. From from Dion and the gathered crowd, who are... Uh, I, don't, I mean... <laughs> I don't I mean, when I was watching this film for the first time, many, many years ago, this was like the point at which I really started to love this film, just because mm. the whole kind of the whole interaction between Murray and Dion is just yeah. it's so kinda of like perfect, like the way, you know straight away who Murray is within three seconds of him walking up with his low riding jeans and shoot by salt and pepper plane. And his braces. And no, yeah, yeah, that's the first the, thing yeah, I noticed.
1: Other than the yeah sagging pants, braces.
0: This time round, I looked at those braces and I thought, I mean, maybe it's just me, but am I seeing gold in those braces, or is it? Those <laughs> just, I don't know. Is that just my eyes? To me, they looked pretty standard. I mean, yeah, I think maybe I was just imagining things, but yeah, like, it's, like in terms of like character choices, I think it's interesting to have him in braces.
2: It makes him a little bit pathetic. Like, yeah, we yeah. can understand yeah. why Dion would constantly be nagging him about trying to uh, <laughs> get himself on her level.
0: The, the opening line is, it's it's not even 8.30 and Murray is paging me. Now, straight away, I don't feel there's a line that could be any more kind of like 90s uh, than, than someone paging you at 8.30 yes. in the morning. Yep. And I think it's it's interesting because um, we're going to see a lot of um, cell phones in this film. Yeah. When we get to the classroom scene uh, tomorrow and the day after, there are kids that are just on these the, the gigantic brick cell phones, <laughs> and Sharon and, and Dion actually have smaller cell phones, mm-hmm. um, which will lead to a hilarious scene which will be covered next Monday because it's it's just out of it's just out of our range. Um, but cell phones are like very common, um, but the weirdest thing is people also seem to have pages as well. So. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of tech hardware being carried by these, uh, these teenagers. Um, and I think it's funny that, um, texting didn't exist at this particular point, I think maybe no No. texting didn't
2: didn't come out until i was in like fifth grade i remember that was like early 2000s
0: yeah so i have to assume that is why murray is paging is to get dion to call him on her cell phone (laughs) yeah it's a
2: multi-step process
0: yeah otherwise i can't quite understand why he would be paging when they both have cell phones but i i think that's the reason that's that's what i could make out
2: presumably because she's not answering his calls or wouldn't
0: yeah and now we get um we get a great bit of kind of, as they're walking down, Cher and Dion are talking and Cher is, it's almost just doing like a polite head nod to everything that Dion is saying. She, you know, she's, she's just kind of like Dion is like, you know, this weekend he tried to call me up and, and she, as she's talking, Cher just then in voiceover gives us what's going on. Like where she's like, uh, Dion and her boyfriend Murray and this dramatic relationship. I think they've seen that. I can Tina Turner movie just too many times. <laughs> And it's timed perfectly when she goes, Now I have to say and then Cher just comes in perfectly with D. Why'd you put up with him? You could do so much better. <laughs> and I love the fact that Dion is like she like she doesn't con- like she doesn't contradict Cher, but she's just like, Stop talking, stop talking, here comes Murray. Like she doesn't want she doesn't want Murray to hear Cher like talking bad about him. Uh, which, you know, within the space of like ten seconds we've figured out this entire like we've had this entire relationship from Cher's point of view, I should say. This mm-hmm. like, which I feel is important kind of laid out
2: i think sh- this definitely also highlights that uh share like emma before her is the center of her own universe in more ways than one uh not only because yeah. she's the narrator of of the story but because she sees herself as everyone else's rock in a lot of ways like she's the person mm-hmm. doling out advice she's the person who's sort of keeps calm who keeps who is single um and she kind of is there to keep everyone else in order
1: yeah she's the dependable one with all the answers i feel like that answer that she gives out like why do you put up with this i feel like that's her stock answer for whenever she lets d just go on and then she just closes up with a why do you put up with this
2: and that's pretty true to life in uh in terms of (laughs) female friendships i think
0: (laughs) and um i i love the fact that they don't actually say the title of what's love got to do with it yeah like the fact the fact that and this film only came out like two years before this film, so it's it's quite a current reference. But the fact that they they just call it that, I Tina Turner movie, mm-hmm. um, which and I don't know if either of you seen what's love got to do with it. But, I haven't,
2: but um, I do. I think it's a it's a really charming '90s thing. Uh, to speak again in a way as if not everyone has instant access to IMDb, so people are constantly making references that are very unspecific, perhaps. <laughs> uh, like at yeah. the title of every Friends episode kind of played on that same idea.
0: But I, I, I'm just going to tell you that the film was directed by an Englishman uh, yeah. who also directed uh, Poltergeist 2 <laughs> and, uh, and the Demi Moore vehicle, The Jura. And I think his final film was Still Crazy, which is kind of like a... Um, Uh, Kind of like a Spinal Tap, but with British actors. Uh, It's got uh, Timothy Spall in and um, and various other kind of well-known kind of British 80s actors. Um, And he unfortunately died in 2004, uh, sadly, at quite a young age. I think he was still in his early 50s. Um, But it's a well-regarded film. Like, you know, it was nominated for a number of awards. It holds 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is crazy. Wow. Um, but more importantly, it was written by Kate Lanier, who also wrote Beauty Shop and Glitter and yeah, the Mod glitter. Squad remake and set it off. So, so, that, <laughs> so I, I feel like that is kind of either, from however you view it, either that is a, a, a gradual like step down for each of those <laughs> films or a step up. I don't know. Um, it's What's interesting as well is it was based on um, Tina Turner's memoir, which was called I, Tina. I <laughs> um, uh, and there's a there's a big courtroom scene in the film which apparently was just made up where she claimed her like the stage name tina turner from like kind of ike because he was kind of the one who kind of named her tina Ooh. um but the co-writer of that book was uh kurt Loder, who uh i think is best known as being like one of the original vjs on mtv so he oh, wow. really had an interesting career <laughs> uh writing that book um but yeah, it's weird to think now, but Tina Turner was gigantic in the 80s, like huge. Like my mom is, um, you know, she has a few, she has a few like um, people that she's like a big fan of. And Tina Turner was like one of those like people that she was a big fan of. Tina Turner and Billy Joel and Lionel Richie were like the mainstays. <laughs> They're all safe house. choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Makes a lot and, of sense. And more <laughs> of local, And more locally, UB40, um, she was a big fan of them they come from down the road from where i live oh, uh, wow. so you know um but it, it's 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 weird that kind of like i don't think people really think of tina turner these days much um but in the 80s particularly even when you even consider like you've got like um, mad max beyond thunderdome kind of at the end of the 80s that like tina turner was huge like having her like star in your film and do a song for the soundtrack was like a really big deal mm mm-hmm. um so that I think that's why her, that's why that that film, what's love got to do? It was kind of so in the zeitgeist when this film came out, if, even for a couple of years after that. Like you know, um, it was just huge. Um, but I think it's funny that they don't even name it. It's just kind of like a passing reference. Um, and for the record, I do not think that Murray is anything like Ike Turner. So <laughs> <laughs> true. But mentioning Murray, let's get to his introduction because I I just love this introduction. I don't I, I mean I'm not a fan of the way he walks into the scene with the word woman, but uh-huh. I think seeing him walking from behind with "Shoop" playing by Salt and Pepper, I think that is just. It's it just tells you everything you need to know about the character straight away. And uh, and the and the thing is, like the fact that he comes in kind of, you know, with this whole woman why don't why don't you be answering any of my pages? Which yeah. again is such a kind of like nineties line and then Dion is immediately like, I hate when you call me woman and I think straight away you've got a power dynamic where where like Murray is kind of allowed to be a little bit of a jackass, but mm-hmm. Dion isn't gonna kinda of, like let him get away with kind of be acting like that
1: yeah
2: yeah i totally agree i think they definitely have a bit of a uh drake rihanna uh proto dynamic (laughs) here perhaps
0: um and then i just i love that we get and this is i mean this is something that i say just randomly that uh, like doesn't make any sense where this whole uh jeeping where everyone is literally just saying the word jeeping over Mm -hmm. and over like each each person is like You know, you've been jeeping behind my back, and it's like jeeping, and it's a jeeping.
2: I've never heard that before.
0: No, yeah. Well, I think um, it's I don't think this is something that I've discussed so far. But Amy Heckling actually went out of her way to create um slang that only exists in this film, (laughs) and I think I think jeeping is the first is kind of the first bit of um. I mean, you could say snaps, but I don't know if snaps was actually a thing in, like, 1995 that people were saying from the last minute. But... It kind of mm.
2: reminds me of um, the other thing. that The thing that I was really obsessed with when I was a kid in the 90s was Sailor Moon, the dub that was on Ow. TV at the time. And for the dub, which they did in Canada, they had to invent a lot of... Or invent or use, like, 90s teen slang to fill in the dub at some points. So they would use, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. truly bizarre words like jeep in oh, yeah. or... <laughs> you know wicked cool like all wow. the time just as a result to just fill the flapping mouth uh, image <laughs> of the anime characters <laughs>
0: that's awesome oh it's funny because dion i i guess amy heckling knew that people might not understand what jeeping means even mm. though everyone is like literally fist bumping and shaking hands and like nodding and as if everyone <laughs> knows what jeeping means and then and then Dion like kind of goes no, but speaking of vehicular sex, and <laughs> it's like oh, that's what jeeping means. Kind of catch everyone up. Yeah, I just I just love how it's oh it's so beautiful. It's just such a it's a beautiful way of of kind of explaining stuff without explaining it. And then obviously we get the fight about um, <laughs> the Kmart hair extension. Yeah. Um, I, I like I don't I'm not as you can hear from my voice I'm not American, so I don't know if Kmart is a good or a bad thing. It's bad. It, it is a bad, bad. thing. It's
1: real bad. It is a very, very bad
0: thing. I get that from the context clues, you know. <laughs> Obviously, it's not a good thing. And uh, Murray is like, uh, it looks like one of you is stringy something or another She got up yeah. here. And I just love the way you kind of like... There are
2: a ton of jokes about Dion and her hair in this movie. But in a way, yeah. again, that I think is like, that would be like recognizable to people with that kind of hair. It's mm-hmm. not like ma- yeah. it's not a joke that's being made at the expense of Dion or for the benefit of like a presumably white audience, which I thought mm. was kind of interesting. No. Like, and by bits, I mean like very small, like little physical business that Stacey Dash will be doing when like someone gets splashed with something. She'll like really protect her hair. <laughs> mm. um, that I just noticed. I
0: was gonna say this exchange to me feels kind of like um, uh, I don't know, like an in- like an in joke, like the kind of having a joke about kind of who has expensive hair and all that like it doesn't feel like it's a a good or a bad thing it just feels like something that is um that's kind of understood between people with that hair i would yeah i would put it you know like it, it feels like if you if you're not black you might not be getting the joke but it doesn't really matter because from the way the characters are doing it and from the way the actors are conveying it you you know you kind of get exactly what's going on um and of course, as the fight escalates, um, where Dion names someone called Shawana, um, Cher again busts out some lingo, and she's like, I'm Audi." Yeah.
1: Um, a great, great phrase.
0: Uh, yeah. And yeah. then, you know, as she, as she goes, uh, Murray kind of then <laughs> turns into like an 80s stand-up comedian um, going about, is it that time of the month again? And the crowd kind of like react appropriately <laughs> to
1: yeah, what yeah. is,
0: you know, a kind of cheap shot.
1: Murray should know he's in trouble now
0: Dion is saying I've had it with you which would suggest like two minutes into the film here that their relationship is over but I think you kind of get that they're not you know they're not breaking up this is not like a final fight this is just you know this is just kind of almost what Cher was saying like this is almost like a bit of an I can Tina Turner thing Um, but kind of not really well this is giving Cher
1: this this is giving her plenty of ammunition for like why she doesn't go in with this kind of thing because look at what you have to put up with yeah who wants that, yeah.
0: And I th- obviously then, we first, we get the, the start of a little speech um, that will lead up to a great moment, which we'll discuss in depth in the next episode, uh, where she's like, I don't know why Dion is going out with the high school boy. <laughs> the irony being, of course, that, that um, Donald Faison is 20... And uh <laughs> and Stacey Dash is twenty eight. So yeah. neither of them are really high schoolers. But um so there you go. I mean, do you have any other thoughts about this minute, Aaron? I wanted to real um, quick
1: talk about uh Donald Faison. I love him in Scrubs, uh, he's Turk in Scrubs. Oh yeah. And so yeah. when I was watching the movie for the first time, he, he was someone oh 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 it's him. It's it's Turk from Scrubs. And so like this movie has a lot of that throughout it, where I'm like, Oh, the these kind of minor playing characters like they're they're now somewhat well regarded actors so and that was just a nice moment for me I recognize somebody.
0: yeah i mean it's funny cuz he he and, and um stacy dash are two of the actors who actually stayed on from the film to the tv mm-hmm. series mm-hmm. playing the same characters um so you know that's kind of like interesting that they kind of they <laughs> this is the start of them doing this for the next kind of like 3 years of their life <laughs> oh, man. uh playing these characters um, and then Donald Fe- like he Donald Faison was also in um, the other team like a team movie uh, can't hardly wait. Mm. Um, and then he was he was in Remember the Titans. I like, I I remember seeing that and recognizing him from Clueless. Uh, and also he reunited with Brittany Murphy, uh, rest in peace, for mm. Uptown Girls. And then he's been in like notable kind of like flops, um, Big Fat Liar and Skyline. Skyline and. And, and I believe Caroline, you briefly—I'm I mean, I, sure you haven't—you had an episode on Josie of the Pussycats. Yeah,
2: yeah, he uh, was in that. Yeah, he's a very able—he's uh, yeah. a very able like comic actor. But I think it might just be that the stuff that he would be called upon to do and the stuff that he has been in just isn't in most movies now. Like mm. that kind of like really broad, uh, sort of clownish uh, per, uh, person, especially in the form of someone like. Donald Faison I don't think appears in yeah.
1: movies very much anymore. He's goofy. Yeah, he's he's affable, he's goofy. I mean, yeah, it's just kind of his, his shtick.
0: Yeah, I mean most recently I saw him in Pitch Perfect oh. uh where he was in a he was in a, a group where uh, for some reason he was replaced with Reggie Watts in Pitch Perfect 2. So I don't know what that was about. <laughs> Wait, same character yeah. just Yeah, well he was he was part of this like group of like older kind of um like a cappella singers along with um Jason Jones and uh, joe Latrulio wow. and someone else who i can't remember but and then in the second film for pitch perfect 2 i I think joe latrullio and jason jones were still there but um donald <laughs> Faison and the other person who i'm forgetting they were replaced with other people
1: did not return uh, yes
0: i don't know what he was doing The one little detail that i noticed here about murray is he's wearing a, a like a little superman logo but yeah. like on a chain, but kind of—it's not like the normal shape of the Superman logo. It's like kind of like in a hexagon. Mm-hmm. So that's a, like a weird little that I I only noticed whilst taking this thing apart, uh, piece by piece. So and I just wanted to say I love the song "Shoot." Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: <Salt and Pepper. laughs> it got a lot of popularity <laughs> lately with uh, Deadpool. So yeah, yeah.
0: That's yeah. That is funny. It's funny that they kind of and what's weird is like this was almost kind of like the peak for Salt and Pepper. Like by like 90, like by kind of like a couple of years later, they released like one more album uh-huh. and then they split up. So this is kind of like just at the tail end of their first kind of, and they reformed like a decade after that. But Yeah, now they're on the, you know, they're they, doing the
2: I Love the 90s uh, tour that's going <laughs> on now this summer.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I think uh-huh. they were only reunited for kind of like nostalgia. Uh-huh. Um, but the video, like, I don't know if either of you have ever seen the video for Sheep. I saw it a lot I because have. it was on... Yeah, it was on constant replay, but it is, like, such a great video in terms of everyone who's kind of, like, appearing in it, um, you know, because you get the whole of Blackstreet and you get Keith Sweat and you get Jodeci mm-hmm. and... But but the only reason I really like Shoop is because it mentions Prince, so, you know, I'm a big <laughs> Prince fan. <laughs> it has the line, like Prince said, you're a sexy mother, and then it just stops uh, before <laughs> saying the full title of that song. <laughs> uh, but you know uh the funny thing uh as well with um i mean i don't know if this is just a thing that happens with all these actors because obviously alicia silverstone was in a number of aerosmith videos mm. and we we talked about stacy dash um you know appearing in uh all falls down and um when this film was out um donald Faison was in the video for sitting in my room by uh brandy mm-hmm. um so there's like a lot of kind of like mtv video stars <laughs> um, already in this film, yeah, this is
2: probably the, the the last time that uh, there was a whole lot of crossover between uh, how you would become yeah. a teen idol or a teen star in, in music videos yeah. and movies.
1: Yeah, works record.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of interesting. I have a feeling, and I think the same is true for um, Breckin Meyer, who we're going to meet in a couple of oh. minutes' time, but who you can see standing in the background of the crowd, laughing at uh, Murray's jokes. <laughs> um, I think he also appeared in a couple of. Oh. uh movie videos yeah so it's 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 just like a thing that was obviously done was if you 're an if you're an actor in l a and there are you know music videos shooting left right and center just appear in one you know appear in one and you 'll get famous um so yeah okay. you know i th- i just thought that was interesting that um that that that, that, that we've got a lot of uh, a lot of kind of mtv making people yeah
1: i, I want to go back to the superman necklace real quick uh the in 1990 92 93 the death of superman uh event happened in the comics and that was incredibly oh, yeah. popular so much so that it made like actual news uh that, that was happening so that could possibly explain the popularity around that time when the movie was shooting and then uh yeah why yeah. it would be wearing it wearing the thing another time
0: yeah I do remember around the time it being a little bit more in the zeitgeist Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, like kind of mainstream stuff because of of the whole death of Superman thing yeah
1: that would explain Um, it
0: so is there anything else that you want to bring up from this minute or should we just get going with come back tomorrow and we'll get going on minute five I'm good let's do that Mm -hmm. sounds good to me Uh, well once again I'm going to ask for plugs so I'll start with Caroline this time Caroline
2: hi uh, I am the again the host of the Loose Cannon podcast uh, C-A-N-O-N and I've actually been uh, guesting on a number of other shows in the past couple of weeks. So probably the best way to see where I've guested elsewhere on a number of any much uh, very worthy other podcasts uh, would be from my newsletter. That's com slash Uh And also my other social media outlets of the same name on Facebook and Twitter. Great stuff. And Eric?
1: Yeah. I've, you want to hear more from me? You can follow me on twitter at under uh capital e underscore h-a-r-z 1138 and then i'm on the other podcasts uh talking cast and
0: cast next door so please check those out as well great stuff so thanks to both of you for joining me today i hope you can return tomorrow mm-hmm. i think
2: we can
1: we'll look forward to it Yeah,
0: as we as we we get into the meat of what should be done with the haitians <laughs> can't wait <laughs> Okay, so we'll we'll see you all tomorrow. Uh, thanks very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about clueless. It's produced and edited by Darren Husted. This episode was hosted by me, Darren Husted, with my guests Caroline Fulford and Eric Harzer. Like us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If Underscore Podcast. And follow us on Instagram, As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcasting app of your choice. And please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.